Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live with Rank show. Appreciate you tuning in. If you would like to be part of the show today, please give us a call at 269-441-9595, or you can email me at rank, R-E, as an excellent, N-K at townsquaremedia.com. Or if you have an app, you can app chat with us. A couple things we talked about in the first hour piece I wrote. AP swoops in and uses the woman's shield to protect Michigan Governor Whitmer. You've got to see this. It is hilarious. The AP and the left have just not only have they stuck a knife in the heart of their argument that a woman should be able to abort a baby because it's her body. Because those same people then pushed that you uh, should not be able to decide what goes in your body like a chemical. So they can no longer argue that abortions can be uh, legal because a woman should be able to decide uh, whether she wants to keep the baby or not. Because it's her body. That's gone. They've now stuck a heart just in all of feminism because... They saw that Governor Whitmer is having a tough time, tougher than they thought would she'd have here in the state of Michigan with her huge war chest she's gotten for money from people outside of Michigan. That the AP swooped in and the Detroit News went and published it. That the reason people are upset with or not liking or not uh, with Governor Whitmer is because she's a woman. She's a girl. They're picking on the girl. So I wrote a piece about that, as I just told you. Check it out at WBCKFM.com or WKMI or whatever you're listening to me on. I also wrote, Michigan must immediately prepare for the sky to fall, say global warming supporters. Now, I, I have not written a global warming piece in a long time. The piece I wrote three, four weeks ago, as I stated, had more to do with what the global warmest zealots want you to do without all the products that are made from oil. This piece specifically came from a report and they called out Michigan and what we need to do to be prepared before the sky falls. If anything, go to the piece and look at that video I have at the end. It's purported to be from the last meeting of this group uh, that brought this report to or, or created this report and they were talking about their connections or their conclusions. So if you check that out, you'll understand uh, what I mean. And then I started telling you about six ways to fix Michigan politics. MLive went out and found what they say were researchers, elected officials, and retired politicos and asked them, how do we fix this broken system in Michigan politics? It, it's broken. It's true. I, I give them that. That is 100% correct. The question is how to fix it. They say expand Michigan's strict term limits. And we went into the details on that. They say get rid of gerrymandering and hyper-partisan primaries. The gerrymandering issue was actually just made worse by having a, that creating that Michigan's Democrat redistricting commission. And again, it was supposed to be independent, but they lost their right to call themselves independent when two 
out of five of the independents, we find out were actually far leftist. They just forgot to tell everybody that. Introduced ranked choice voting. We talked about that. If one candidate does not win more than 50% of the votes during the first vote tally, the candidate with the fewer votes is eliminated and those votes are reallocated based on voters' second-ranked preference. And no, it's not my preference. It's not R-E-N-K. I wish it was. It's R-A-N-K. The process repeats until one candidate has a clear majority. So you're saying, I, I want A, B, C, D, or whatever, however many people are uh, in the primaries. And in, I would assume, the general election. And if the person with the most votes does not have a majority, 50 plus one, 50% plus one, then we get rid of the person with the least votes and then go to the second votes. And everybody then are reallocated votes and we see where that goes. That's what ranked choice voting is. Number four was restore confidence in election. Well, you're not going to do that. In fact, the Democrats are trying to bring more or less integrity to the elections. And how they're trying to do that is how dare you ask people to give an ID. Our black voters don't know how to get IDs. That's not me saying it. That's them saying it. I don't know why they're such racist and bigots and believe it's only the black voter who doesn't know how to get an ID. Any of you who are on the left, can you fill me in on that? Why is it only them? who don't know how to uh, get an idea. It's, it's awfully racist or bigoted. They say anxiety about the future of American democracy is increasing as a growing number of people worry about partisan interference in elections. Restoring confidence in an electoral process is key to making sure people feel their voices are heard. But they're, they're, they give no way to restore confidence. You know how you restore confidence? Go back to the old way. No drop boxes, no every anybody who needs a uh, wants a, a vote by their their lazy butt in a, in a lazy boy uh, chair or couch gets it. That's how you restore confidence. You can't have one side kicking out the other side's uh, electors or who was viewing the election. That happened in Detroit or the left kicked out the right, wouldn't allow him back in. Get off social media, they tell you, and live in the real world. That I give them uh, credit for. Yes, I would agree with that. And number six, don't vote for jerks. Hold elected officials accountable. Well, that's interesting. That's what their professional researchers, elected officials... And retired politicos had to come with, don't vote for jerks. Yeah, well, certainly are a lot of them out there. They say voters should reward officials who can demonstrate a willingness to work across the aisle or show the courage to break with their party's leadership when needed. That's what they believe is needed for fixing our elections. Oh, by the way, I asked earlier the question, do you guys remember when you were younger? This is a serious 
question. Forget the politics, forget global warming, forget climate change, forget, you know, what bunker you're in, forget that the other person may be right or wrong. I'm just simply asking 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when you were younger, what was the weather like compared to today that you can remember? Was it colder? Was it warmer? Were there more snow? Or is there more rain? I can't remember rain. Don't remember any of that. I do remember winter. And I remember it being colder today than it was when I was younger. And I even gave the caveat that maybe because as you age, you seem to get colder. Number one. Number two, not as much snow as there is today. Because I had to go to school all the time. I don't remember having that many snow days. And today, these guys, I'm, is there a snow day today? I, I see there's a snow falling out there. At the top of the hour, I looked out there. One of you wrote me, hey, Rank, I've lived in southwest Michigan since 1960. I remember the weather was more violent and extreme as a child than in recent decades. There have been exceptions, the blizzards of 67 and 78, the extended cold spell in 2016, the ice storm of 87. Summer storms have been an average, on average, less extreme also. Again, exceptions do exist. Tornado outbreak in 73 and 80. Those are my observations. Well, I appreciate that. That's what I asked for. And I'd like to hear from you because I gave you my observations, 269-441-9595. If you guys have a thought about what we're talking about today, love to hear from you. Lines are open. You're listening to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. Listening to the Live with Rank show. Do you remember what it was like when you were younger? And comparing it to today, is today warmer, less snow, uh, more active storms? I gave you my thoughts. I gave you one of your thoughts. And there's more of you who called in to, uh, to give us their thoughts. So let's go to Bob. Morning, Bob. Welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Hello, Bob. I thought there was a problem with our phone lines today. Brad, can you look into that, please? It appears that our phone lines are not working. I can't pick them up in here. So if you could talk to our engineers, I certainly would appreciate that. Bob and Rawl, if you hold on, uh, we will see why I am unable to uh, take phone calls. So just hang on, and we will definitely get to you. I want to hear your things. That stinks, because I really like the fact that we were going down uh, this um, this uh, icy snow path. So you guys hold on and we will definitely get to you. That's probably a thick, fast, quick that our engineers here will be able uh, to fix. Here's something interesting. I think it was on Friday. I put out a piece and it was about Henry Ford Museum and their Apollo 11 exhibit. And I was a big, huge fan uh, of the snow 
the snow, I'm going back to, to the last one, of being an astronaut, you know, like many kids wanted to be an astronaut. And uh, that's why I put that out there. It really took me back to when I was younger, when I read that and looked through the different videos of the Apollo uh, situation. And I remember going with my family, me and my three brothers and my parents to Florida and was it Cape Carnaval or, Canar Canaveral or whatever it was and seeing the actual Apollo uh, rockets and how huge they were. So one of you, Scott, went, I guess. I, uh, that's cool. I assume you read my piece. Scott said, Reich, I went to the Henry Ford Museum on Saturday and saw the Apollo 11 exhibit. I found it very interesting. There were multiple storyboards throughout the exhibit that contain information about the artifacts, which helped out a lot in understanding them. Also, there's a 45-minute movie about Apollo 11 on their giant screen experience movie screen, but that cost an additional 10 if you don't have a membership. I have a membership, but I would have to pay the 10 to see if I had... Anyway, you got the, the, the piece, the part. I have a membership, but I... Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, my recommendation is if you go buy your tickets and get ahead of the time as the Apollo 11 exhibit is only there until May 8th. Also, there's a charge up for parking. Well, okay. Make a long story short, he liked it. <laughs> there was certainly... It's not working here. Let me see. I'm being told it will work from here, not from our board. Good morning, Bob. Are you there? Bob, all yes. right, good, can you, can good. You hear me? I can now. For some reason, it's not working on our board. So uh, I was never oh. told that it's not working on our board, or maybe they didn't know. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do it all a that different new equipment. way. Yes, new equipment, okay. and uh, it's interesting. But I do appreciate the help I was just giving. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and I'm going to stop. I, I do want. Let me follow up with this. Just end it. Was Scott said it was a great exhibit for those of us who certainly remember Apollo when we were younger. If you were born in the '60s, '50s, or '60s, you may want to check it out. Scott did over the weekend at Henry Ford Museum there by Greenfield Village on the east side of the state, and he loved it. All right, now. To you, uh, Bob, you wanted to talk about this information concerning or the situation concerning weather, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I really enjoy your show, right? Thank uh, you. Yeah, I might be dating myself, but uh, going back to 67, we had that uh, that crazy snowfall, I think 50-some inches or whatever. Well, I remember shoveling the drive. Really? Several, several days. Yeah. I don't remember. When this is yeah, when? 67. Well, I was very young then, but uh, wow, 50-something. Yeah. I remember yeah. I was in Philadelphia. <laughs> the biggest I was in was in Philadelphia, living in suburbs outside of Philadelphia. Probably, it was. I know for a fact it was 1996, uh, and it snowed 34 uh -huh. inches in 24 uh, hours, and that was crazy. They actually shut down southwest, southeastern Pennsylvania, uh, so... That's, oh yeah, yeah. I can remember taking walk, taking walks around uh, 20th Street, around the Columbia Plaza, and tripping over something. That it was a taxi cab light, you know. I mean, we were walking. On the, it was it was that deep. But uh, yeah, that was when I was a sophomore in high school, and uh, then the winter of '77, I was working for the city in public works, and we had that that snowstorm then, and that was like 
I don't know. That, that was another. Well, generally, you know, the, the question I have, do you think the weather was any different when you were younger than today? It, we had, we had definitely those two dates, of course, uh, were, were, uh, the heaviest snowfall, you know, and, and that was overnight too, you know, um, but in general, an inch of snow on, on, but in general, do you, one? yeah, but I'm, I'm talking in and, general, not just a specific storm in general. Do you think it's different today than it was back then? Less, more, same? I think less. Yeah. We're getting less snow. Less uh, snow, not, you not, think? Not, yeah. Um, so then how are these kids getting so many days off from school if we're getting less snow? Well, you know what? Back then, I don't know. Either we were tougher or what, but I remember coming, walking back home from school um, of course, I was in a swim team. My hair would be frozen by the time I yeah. got home. You know, it was. <laughs> All right. Well, I certainly appreciate but, you holding on during this uh, the little issue that we had there. I, I don't, I don't know why uh, we didn't get we didn't get any snow but snow days off. Like, All then. right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Bob. Uh, appreciate that very very much. Uh, let's go to Raul and Marshall. Good morning, Raul. How are you? Good morning, Rank. Hey, um, I was born in 1950, and for until junior high, we went to a country school south of Marshall. And uh, I remember a lot of snow, just about every winter. I mean, I don't remember, like now, half of the winter, I can look out in my backyard and I can see my grass, my lawn. So you believe there's less uh, snow today than there was when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. And not only that, but as far as snow days go, we didn't take snow days. We couldn't wait for the snow so we could have snowball fights and build snow forts and all that stuff. So that today, was great. Yeah. Build sledding. Today, they seem to have uh, I mean, snow days at a drop of the hat. You know, there's maybe an inch. I literally remember there being in two inches and they had a snow day, which I thought was interesting. And that's why I was oh, just yeah. trying to compare the two together. I don't remember growing up there being more snow. I just remember well, or less. I've I got just you by a few years. Yes, you do. I just remember not having many, if any, snow days. I think I would have remembered that, but maybe not. Yeah, we didn't take them. We couldn't wait for the snow. You mean your schools didn't call for them? Right. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thanks for holding and on. Something else, too, if you got time. Real quickly, yeah. Um, these people that are terrified of uh, the weather and the global climate and all that stuff, they need to read the book of Revelation because uh, if they think this is bad, what's coming when God judges this world, this is nothing compared to what's coming. All right. Thanks, Ralph. Appreciate you calling in. 269-441-9595. You listen to me rank on the Live with Rank Show. Lines are open. A couple more people want to talk about the weather, which I'm more than happy to talk about. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show. Appreciate that. I wrote a piece this morning titled, uh, Michigan must immediately prepare for the sky to fall, say the global warming supporters. And I have not written a global warming piece in a while, specific to global warming. As I said, I had written a piece a couple of weeks ago on if we get rid of fossil fuels, we have to deal with all these products 
going away unless there's a substitute that can be found for it that is made from oil. And it'll blow your mind what those products are and how much there are, how many there are. In fact, I think there's a link to it in that piece I published this morning. And then I asked the general question, which is getting a lot of reaction. I appreciate that. Do you guys remember when you were younger, was it colder, warmer, more snow, less snow, extremes, as opposed to today? I just remember it being not as cold. It's colder today, or we go through cold spells more often. That's just my memory. And I, the only reason I think there was less snow than today is because we didn't have many uh, snow days. Now, that could be attributed to uh, the what school administrations are doing today with it for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Our last caller thought that there were more snow when he was younger, and he was born in 1950. Let's go to Russ in Albion and find out what he has to say about it. Whoops. Good morning, Russ. Hello, Russ. Welcome to the show. Good morning. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, Good. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up that I watch weather reports and stuff just like everybody else does, and if you notice, they do tell you a high for that day or a low for that day, and I mean, there was a lot of talk back in when the Civil War was happening, how they was it was really hot back then. Well, it seems to me like there was more cars. There's more cars going around the earth today than there was back in 1860. I mean, so how could it be hotter then than it is now on that certain day? I mean, it just to me like the weather just has its spells off and on, and then. You got these uh, park rangers with all these towers. They always talk about California and the catching all the fires. Well, it seems like to me, like these towers have been around forever, and they were watchtowers for um, watching for if the forest ever caught on fire and stuff. So, I mean, to me, there's no difference. It it just comes and goes. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I... They would say to you, well, if you point to days, that's climb, that's uh, just that that day's weather. It's not the, uh, what they call climate change or what I call global warming, which used to be called global warming until it got, uh, the globe wasn't warming or yeah. not warming enough. And then they had to go to the marketing firm that changed there and told them, hey, change it to this. Um, you believe that it is... Uh, it is just, it is what it is. And it's not necessarily due yeah, to mankind due to the fact that there were very warm spells back in uh, the Civil War time, as you seem to be someone who uh, knows of that time period and what was occurring. And then remember the, uh, the Ice Age and the, you know, all that, that, right. what, that was out there. All right. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate that. Yeah. You have a great day. Sure. Thank you very much. 269-441-9595. Let's take another one. And um, Ben from Plainwell, Michigan. Good morning, Ben. Your thoughts? Good morning. morning, Rink. So uh, I, 
I guess I could sum it up. I'll give you some details, but I could sum it up, but it just varies all over the place and it's cyclical. Um, I can uh, remember as a kid in elementary school in the 50s that you, you were anxious for winter to start to go sledding, and it seemed like it was just kind of chilly, sloppy until Christmas, and then winter really started. But then it could drag into April. I, I We had our road out in Richmond, is where I grew up, drift in. It was a north-south road. I remember one or two you know, two-day blizzards where we were snowed in. Mm. But uh, they plowed the roads. That's why we didn't we didn't have as many snow days. But they're, they're plowing the roads. Plow but they plow the roads today. Oh, but they panic so soon. You know, they start canceling uh, mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. even before they've had a chance to plow the roads. I mean, it, it snows a half an inch and they, and they cancel school. Right. right. And, so uh, your, your, your overall viewpoint is that it's cyclical. And... Yeah, you know, I've, had, always, uh, I've always said this, uh, Ben and and others. How do we know? They keep saying it's Mother Nature. How do we know what the temperature of our globe should be? What's the optimal tent, uh, temperature? We really don't. We don't know it. And let's say global warming is really occurring. Maybe it's occurring because we're trying to get back, or the Earth is trying to get back to that optimal temperature. The warmer it is, the more crops we grow, which will be able to feed people. So we just don't know what the temperature should or shouldn't be for anybody to say that it's actually occurring or actually not occurring. I'm sorry, not occurring, not occurring, whether it's it's right to be occurring or wrong to be occurring. Go. All right, but wasn't it wasn't it warm enough once that we had dinosaurs and you know the northern climates right, right. you know for ten thousand years right. or something they so. won't they won't respond to that all right thanks for calling in Ben do certainly appreciate that let's try to take one more before the break and that would be Ray good morning Ray calling from the Battle Creek area welcome good morning can you hear me yes I can good um. Thanks for taking the call. A couple of things. Um, you know, a lot of people, well, first of all, let me say that, that um, I'm kind of unusual because I watch weather a lot. I'm not necessarily a storm watcher, but weather has always interested me. And I pay attention a lot uh, on, you know, on a daily basis. Maybe I, I think more than the average person. But um, having spent time growing up on the lakeshore and then moving here to the Calhoun area, Calhoun County, um, the lakeshore definitely has different weather than we do. Right. And you talk to any of the, uh, or listen to the meteorologists, that lake, uh, Michigan, is a weather generator right. and gives us very unusual uh, weather over any any season. And uh, when it's uh, cold and freezes a lot, matter of fact, I remember in the 70s, the lake actually froze over months. And it wasn't very long, but it did freeze over. So speaks to how cold it was. But I also remember in the 70s also where there's a luge course in the Muskegon area. And they were having Olympic trials there. or were going to have Olympic trials slash training uh, or just vice versa. But the point is that um, 
one year they didn't have enough snow to keep the luge uh, coated. So they couldn't do it. So it was ex exceptionally warm. And your point being that it, it, well, it my, is cyclical? My point being is that the weather is going to change uh, daily. I think you know that. Uh, right. The climate is definitely changing, but it's always going to change. And, uh, you know, people don't even think about the, the distance we are from the sun and the earth tilt because it's everything's elliptical. And it's nothing's a perfect circle all the time. So, you know, there's, there's change in the earth position. And nobody really talks about that much. Now, I know that's going into outer space, but you think that guy Tyson might talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. You're basically saying that uh, there is kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ray, an adaption to my point, my point being is we don't know what's supposed to be the most optimal uh, weather or climate. We don't know if we've been going through a period that's been too cold and the earth is trying to warm or, and then you point, your point is it all depends on where we are in whatever. Well, they would say to that, what do you mean? Whatever cycle we're in, because, uh, that wouldn't change. That would change every year as you're circling around uh, the uh, sun. Well, I, I would disagree with that. It wouldn't change every year because it's so subtle. Okay. It is so subtle. All right. So, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate hey, I, you going. Can I speak to fair elections? Yes. Go ahead quickly. Okay. Very quickly. One thing I always have thought of is that the U.S. senators, for sure, should be more of a rep or should be voted with a more representative vote. In other words, kind of like an electoral vote, but for the state, for U.S. senators, because there's only two. And uh, right now we have two Democrat senators, so it'd be nice. To so see. you're saying move away from the popular vote model for the U.S. senators because that at that point it is actually being uh, controlled by the population centers. So uh, landmass wise, very few, uh, very small amount of landmass is picking those statewide seats as opposed to uh, uh, the rest of the uh, state. So, for instance, I think out of 83 counties, uh, Gretchen Whitmer only won 13, yet she won by 7% in the vote back in uh, 18. Yeah, the folks in the UP might, they, they probably think they're in a different country, let alone. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, Ray. Thanks a lot for calling in. I do appreciate that. I got a skedaddle. I went a little long here, but I wanted to keep you guys or get your vote, your your thoughts on because we had to stop some phone calls for a while there due to some technical issues. But we're back on track. We'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side with uh, some more of your phone calls. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show. You're listening to Live with Rank. Man, this is really taking off. Uh, just. From the piece I wrote, I hope you guys check out that piece. And um, more importantly, the uh, sources that I quote from, what I point out, as well as the last or the very bottom of the piece, I have a, a video that is purported to be from this meeting of these 200 scientists, uh, 
environmental lawyers, what, how they're involved in predicting weather, I don't know, and industry leaders, other than making more money off of the industry, I don't know why they would be there to do a prediction, but they are, and I asked a simple question of all you guys, and that is, do you remember it being colder and snowier when you were younger than today, or vice versa, or about the same, or getting... All types of different opinions. Some have, some haven't. Some believe it's cyclical. That's awesome. So let's go back to the phone lines. Oh, well, actually, we're going to change because I I take you guys as you come in, uh, unless you're a first-time caller. We're going to go to North Portage as opposed to Southern Portage. I hear the... The girls are warmer in Southern Portage. That's just something to hear. Not sure if it's uh, true or not. Uh, maybe that is something that uh, Sean could tell. Uh, Sean, are, are, are welcome to the show, by the way. Are the girls warmer or colder in Northern Portage? Well, somebody made a mistake because it's John. I'm not a first-time caller. Maybe a second-time, but not, not a first-time. Oh, someone said Sean. Oh, is this John? Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So from Northern Portage where the girls uh, are warm, so they can keep their anyway. Go ahead. That's uh, I'm I'm no, I'm no, singing no, no. a Beach Boys song. No. Uh, anyway, let's dispense with that. How about you wanted to talk about rank, not R E N K R A N K voting? Well, I think we have the answer to that. I mean, I think Elder. Are you on a speakerphone, John? It's difficult to hear you. I am on a speakerphone. Uh, now I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Well. I believe we have the answer to that. In California, Elder probably would have won uh, if there wasn't ranked voting. I believe that they used ranked voting. And what they do in ranked voting, okay, is they vote their guy for number one, their guy for two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever it is, and then their guy wins. And uh, it's just, it's fudge voting. Now, I think in New York, they, New York City, they might well have used ranked voting. I'm not as sure of that as I am about uh, what they did in California. And Adams, as a result of that, uh, uh, being the Democrat, he won. But that's a very big Democrat city as California, as California is. So uh, ranked voting is just a scam. Anytime the left or the progressives want these changes, they want these changes because they want to manipulate the system. Their man can't win outright. So we have to find a way that we can fudge things to make sure our man on the left or the progressive can win. Okay. Yeah, I mean, certainly I, I do agree. Anytime they want to change something, uh, it is usually changing it to, to give them more of an advantage. So uh, thanks for pointing that out, uh, John. You All have right. a great day. Appreciate you calling in. By the way, you know what I noticed? I told you guys for the longest time, uh, anytime you write a piece about uh, COVID and you put it up on Facebook, which our company, our media company, asks us to do, that it gives you this, hey, you should uh, go check out this, uh, you know, Facebook telling you what the real truth is about COVID because Zuckerberg knows everybody else is faking it out. And it it pops this little screen up 
and you're supposed to go there if you want. You can X out of it, but it it doesn't show you the numbers of people who are looking at the piece, at least from the people like me who uh, has access to that because I put it out there. It's doing the same thing now. I just noticed that today when it comes to my global warming piece. See how the average temperature in your area is changing. Explore climate science info is a box that pops up. And it, it, the only other thing it had that it popped up on before had to be with COVID. Now that, my friends, is very interesting. So now they're trying to direct people to what they want people to know about global warming. Facebook, <laughs> thanks everybody for, for listening to this hour. We have one left. We'll be right back after this.